Color, are you ready? Now I'm the king of the swingers of the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had the stop, and that's what's bothering me. I wanna be a man, man cub, stroll right into town, and be just like the other men. I'm tired of monkeying around. I wanna be like you. Walk like you, talk like you, too. You'll see it's true. Someone like me can learn to be like someone like you. Yeah, I'm ready. I have no idea if the audio was, was terrible or not, but I. Uh, bad. Welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is episode 55. I'm your host for the episode, Nick, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, partner, and friend, Tyler. Oh man, he called me friend. What's cooking good looking? Oh, nothing. It's it's a, it's a very nice afternoon. I'm, I'm enjoying myself so far. How are you doing, Tyler? You know, it's been a heck of a week just because uh, I've been doing a lot of covering people's shifts. But uh, honestly, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things to talk about, both in real life and in the video game world. Right. Um, what's uh, what's been going on with uh, with your life and in, in, in what's going on in Michigan, dude? Well, as you know, Nick, uh, this time of year, it's also known as summer. I believe today uh, marks the second day officially of summer. I could be mistaken on that. I think it might have been I, yesterday. I think it was, yeah. So um, I think June 21st is some equinox, you know, it's like some astronomical bullshit that happens and that officially yeah, marks some that, first you know, day of summer. For yeah. hundreds of years, people have recognized as, you know, something super scientific. Yeah, it's all bullshit, Nick. Yes. It's, it's okay. all fucking the earth's flat. Um, um, it's been over the last three weeks, actually, it's been very weird for us. Uh, oh, we've man. been down Tom up. Cruise was uh, trying to take a nap and he just woke up here. <laughs> <and> that, <laughs> um, we spent the last few weeks, um, it started off with five days at sitting at like 90 degrees. Uh, and then, I'm assuming my temperature, not your temperature, yeah, 90 Fahrenheit. I'm sure that's it, that's yep. boiling for you pretty much. Uh, that's 10 degrees um, away from boiling. It, it for like five, six days, it was sitting at 90, then it went down to 60, then went back up to about 80, and then went now it's again sitting at 60. So it's been a little bit annoying. Um, I see, I, I don't care for the heat. I just I just wanted the the weather to settle and be like, listen, if I'm gonna sweat and be miserable, let me sweat and be miserable. Don't give me one day of hope where it's nice and cloudy and cold, and then take that away from me and make me sweat because it'll be it, it'll be sunny one day and like I'm I'm oh shit I'm in jeans because I thought it was gonna be cold like it was yesterday and like the next day I'll go out in shorts and then but it's cold and like well what am I gonna do? You can't tease me like this weather. I totally understand. Whenever I go out to work, I am a third shifter. But at the same time, I still got to start during the daylight, which is good. Uh, this week, I delivered to two cities that some people in the region might know. One is known as Saginaw, and the other one is known as Flint. Uh, anybody who lives outside the city, at the very least, uh, often have what you know I would consider a foreign stigma that the city is viciously dangerous, especially at night. Wait, it's which city a, are we talking about? Uh, both Saginaw and Flint. Okay, okay, both of them. Uh, you know, uh, Flint was at the very least previously known as one of the most dangerous cities in all of uh, the U.S. Even. Okay. Uh, and, and Saginaw is a little bit nicer, but you know, uh, unfortunately, the uh, the crime rate does exist at a slightly higher rate than the other cities around it. 
But my point is, uh, you know, I get to go there during the daytime now, uh, which is great. Uh, most of the time. Problem is, whenever it's daytime around this time of year, I'm coming out and I'm cooking. So it does. I mean, it doesn't matter where I go in the end. I could go to any city in Michigan. It's still going to be hot. But it's just weird because, you know, I was like, oh, daytime in Saginaw. This place, you know, it seems like a you know post-war. You know, nothing's wrong here and all that stuff. But then also I'm just dying and sweating on the pavement. But uh, in order to prepare for that, because I've been having a huge issue back at the house, we don't have uh openable window. I, I don't know how you would, uh, you got the windows that you slide upwards. Yeah. I don't have that. It's weird. Okay. Uh, we have we have uh, crank windows, the kind where you like twist a handle and it slowly uh, and it just opens up like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Like sideways. Crack. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't shove an air conditioner into those damn things. No, we have can't. one one window that we can open upwards. It's in the kitchen and the window is actually so uh, thin on the sides that you can only fit a uh, I think a 6000 BTU air conditioner. Okay. That's not going to cool the whole house. That will cool the kitchen if you're lucky. And so I finally made the jump uh, this year to get a portable air conditioner. There's a couple of problems with it. Uh, just the whole idea. A portable air conditioner, you can put on the floor and all that stuff. But uh, Nick, do you know how the air conditioner works? Um, as far as I know, with the portable air conditioner, you still need a... Um, it still needs an outlet. Right. Um, there... And so you have to run a hose through something or to somewhere. I mean, air conditioner uh, has two major functions. The first one is the front condenses the uh, the air, which right. makes it cooler. And then the other side evaporates the air, which makes the air hot. And so it does need an exhaust port of sorts to pump out all that evaporated uh, air and water. Sorry, evaporated water and hot air to send out the window preferably. I didn't know this the first year, and I decided the best way to handle this was to put an air conditioner on a TV stand, run a blanket over it, and just air condition my bedroom. But the moment I got out of that bedroom, you started hearing the uh, that classic desert theme as I walked into the living room to see... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> see the fucking pyramids, dude. Oh, it was bad. But... Uh, you know, uh, hooking up a exhaust port to a crank window isn't impossible, but you still got to find a way to seal it because my crank windows, they're about uh, two feet wide and then about four feet tall. Okay. So putting a five inch you know, hose to that to an open window like that, uh, you're going to let a lot of hot air in. So it's like, yeah. what do you do? Do you plastic seal the whole thing down? Do you put plexiglass over a lot of these uh, kits that you put in the windows? They're not meant for actual big ass windows like that. But dealing with that, uh, something I discovered this year, but some reason I missed it last year. I think it's because we started at the end of summer and these motherfuckers did not show up as uh, midges. Midges, Nick. Well, I never even heard of midges until this year. Fuck is a midge. It is a bug. Uh, it essentially it looks like a mosquito, but uh, the ones around here are not the biting type. But you, I'll come home at you know four o'clock in the morning. I'll have the light on the back of my house, and you'd think the biggest thing I'd have to worry about is moths and mosquitoes occasionally. But uh, I will have thousands of these little midges sitting on the wall of my house, just kind of okay. camping out there. And the moment I make any kind of airflow, aka opening my door. <laughs> <laughs> just sends them flying into the air they, they'll fly in the air and they will fly on you like nick i know you you're not too fond of bugs this would this would send you running dude it, it freaked me the fuck out yeah well smaller ones usually i have no issues with but you know if once they're in a swarm 
um, then it is as if a formidable opponent has presented themselves before me. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> these things, it's not like there's nothing you can do. Uh, unfortunately, the closest thing you can offer is a, uh, it's called a carbon dioxide trap. Uh, there are some types of midges that will actually bite you because mm-hmm. uh, they, they travel for the scent of carbon dioxide, which you put off by breathing out. And so putting uh, one of those traps out like in the, say, somewhere in your yard, they'll come after that instead. But there's still thousands of these fuckers sitting on the wall of the house. And so I've opted to a different approach, and that is spraying a shit ton of rubbing alcohol over the side of my house, uh, especially over the door. Almost kills them instantly. Right. Problem is, though, you know, I, you know, I kill 50 today. There's still a thousand sitting there tomorrow, but enough to get them off the door so I can rush in. I have to battle through <laughs> my own fucking house every single day, dude. It's it's rough. And then I'll come in and the dog's like, hey, dad, you want to let me outside? I'm like, nope, <laughs> you need to go back to bed, son. <laughs> He's all exciting. Um, it's like, I gotta go. Pro- yes. Yeah, no, I know how to deal with fruit flies because we'll get that sometimes. Fruit flies and drain flies. Oh, yeah. Um, very, you know, very similar. Um, really, you just get like a get like a plastic cup, cover the top, uh, fill it with, a, uh, what did we fill it with? Apple cider vinegar. Put mm. in a couple of drops of dishwash-like uh, liquid, like dish yeah. soap. Cover the top with saran wrap, poke a hole, and then watch them fly to their death. <laughs> uh the- Somebody did tell me this as well. Uh, most soaps will also kill uh, just the chemicals itself, since uh, the bugs are usually so small that just even a uh, diluted version of it will actually kill them. So if, if it I- doesn't kill them, it le- or at least from the chemicals, what happens? At least with the fruit flies and the drain flies, um, the moment they uh, because they're attracted by the apple cider vinegar, and they'll go in to take a little dip, and then the soap just clings onto them and just drowns them. So brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's very effective. It's just the way you Metal say that. With like, you say that like with such smugness, like, and then they die. Yeah, then they'll start <laughs> fucking joining <laughs> me. Oh, man. Uh, also, I actually had to go out into my backyard. I guess I didn't have to, but I chose to. I went out to my backyard around three o'clock in the morning with my gun. Uh, I fucking went out there with my gun. Uh, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, what's what's going on? So I get home. Uh, I'm going to say, let's, I think it was one of the, yeah, it was a good night. So I would have gotten home, let's say around 1230, one o'clock in the morning. I get home and I make my, uh, my routine as soon as I get home, have a constitution check on the, uh, in the restroom, essentially. And, you know, I'm sitting there doing my own business and all of a sudden I hear what sounds like a cougar fight happening about 50 feet behind me outside. Okay. literally scares the shit out of me just you know well, that's one I, was, way. <laughs> I was out there five minutes ago and i'm trying to sit here you know doing my stuff and all of a sudden i hear <laughs> and it's like what the fuck was that oh, jesus <laughs> and i'm hearing it it just keeps happening out there and i'm like i'm looking around the house i'm like okay uh all two cats are here all the dogs here no one's dying out there that i know Oh, gosh, Grandma wouldn't visit at 1 a.m. And so I'm looking for a flashlight. I can't find a flashlight. I'm looking for the baseball bat. (laughs) I can't find a baseball bat. But there is my nine millimeter sitting right there, ready to be popped open and uh, just cocked back. And I'm like, uh, my first thing was like, Amanda, do you know where a flash uh, flashlight or the baseball bat is? She does not respond. She just like she was passed the fuck out. And I'm like, Amanda, if you don't answer me, I'm going to have to grab the gun. Still no response. She was totally, t- she's either dead or TKO. I know she's well alive. So 
I go out there with my goddamn gun and I'm hearing this horrific noise and I'm realizing that I have a uh, I have a side yard that's about the size of your uh, think of your classic kids uh, soccer field. It's a okay. very large lot. It's about, uh, I guess for you, about 15 meters across at the very least. Okay. And then there's a tree line. Well, this noise has uh, proceeded over to the tree line. And so I'm walking towards this thing. It's pitch blackout. And I got nothing but my light from my phone and my gun in my hand. And the noise stops as soon as I get within like 20 feet. And all of a sudden, I just hear a single noise. <sighs> I'm like, you know what? You could fucking have it. I don't care. Uh, enjoy your stay, sir. Here's the key to the suite. <laughs> I was not going to fuck myself, you know, get myself fucked over, but whatever the hell is out here. There's, there are coyotes out here. There are uh, bobcats out here. Uh, they're usually right. not as uh, prevalent up uh, down here, but they do exist. And I don't know. <laughs> For all I know, Nick, it could have been a bunch of possums just, you know, going at a mating season and they're very vocal about it. Or it could have been uh, Coyote killing something out there. And because I kept hearing growling and hiss, well, not hissing, like squeaks and clicking noises. And it was just freaking the fuck out. I have no idea. I tried YouTubing. What the fuck was this noise? And then I end up watching a video of a coyote who tried to mate and it got his dick stuck. So, uh, I decided to put the gun away at that point. I was like, okay, I, I, <laughs> there's nothing that's going to, you know, give me answers nor give me any sense. My dog, you, the dog wants to go out. Fuck that. Just piss on the carpet at that point. I ain't going out there a second time. When you feel the fight and flight in the middle of the dark at two o'clock in the morning, even with a gun in your hand, you don't know what the fuck is about to come at you. No, this is no. not a movie. And all I can think about right now is the, when you told that story. Um, I think I showed it to you maybe a week or two ago when we covered the bungee stuff. And it's yeah. like, all I can imagine is, uh, you know, it was a comic strip with, man, hey, honey, you're home early. It's like, moon's haunted. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Backyard's haunted. Backyard's haunted. Pull out your gun loaded up. It's like, what? Backyard's haunted. And you just walk out. <sighs> It was not a fight that was worth me trying to get involved with, uh, with nature specifically. Let's say hypothetically, it was a pack of coyotes and it was eating a fucking deer or, you know, it caught him was slowly killing it. That's mother nature. Just don't leave the carcass on my lawn. Keep it in the tree line. I mean, you know, is, is that really something I should be trying to do? Should I right. be like, get off my lawn, you dirty canines? Like, no, this is fucking nature out here. I live out, you know, in the boonies, essentially, you know? It's expected. But did you go back out in the daylight and check to see if you could see anything? I definitely did. And I did not see yeah. a damn thing. Okay. So honestly, I maybe it was just a hot and heavy fuck session, you know? Yeah, maybe the possums out here just you know <laughs> <laughs> took the uh, the banjo down to a low key and decided to Friday uh, night, uh, some hookers, some blow. We're just gonna get lit. <laughs> Uh, hooker and possums. Great, cool. <laughs> Nick, uh, what's your week been like, dude? Um, it, you know, uh, I'm gonna say same old, same old because uh, I'm I'm really getting to the thick of things with school. Um, we are about halfway through the semester. Um, I'm starting to get ready for my trip to Florida. I am going to be at Guardian Con. Um, in case I didn't actually mention that on the show, did I officially state that I will be at Guardian Con this year? I mean, I feel like it's presumed at this point. I feel, I, I guess, yeah, I feel like, I know we've talked about it. I've told you uh, extensively, like, my my plans and my trip. But, okay, fine, officially, for the show, in case it wasn't 
obvious. Um, I will be at GuardianCon uh, July fifth uh, and sixth. I will be in Orlando. Nice. Um, yeah. And so it's fucking Florida, the, one of the very few states I have not gone to, and I'm okay with not going to. Especially in the middle of July. No, no, not yeah. middle of July, but right in the middle of summer. Um, fortunately, the resort that I'm going to be staying at, where the convention is being held, because last year it was at, in Tampa Bay, and we'll talk a little bit more about Guardian Con, but the resort that it's being held at this time, um, it's everything's there. There's a, like I I don't have to leave. Uh, so I, I'd walk from my hotel room to the conference room to like where the thing's going to be held. And then the restaurants are indoors. Everything's going to be indoors. So except for when I if I do visit Disney or do any of the, you know, those uh, touristy activities at the end of the uh, after the conference, um, it's, I'm going to be very comfortable, much more comfortable than last year, because last year I stayed at a hostel, uh, which was like 28 bucks a night. So it was a good fucking deal because I was there for five nights, but there was no AC Oof. in the middle Oof. of summer Oof. in Florida. I was say the sun is hot. The bath salts are heavy. Okay, no. Let me let me rephrase. Uh, there was there was an air conditioning uh, unit in in the dorm in that hostel dorm, but about three of the five nights or four of the five nights that I was there it was broken. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jeez. Um. But but yeah. Um. So I'm just slowly starting to get ready for that. Trying to get like all my schoolwork in order, so I can uh, so I do as much as I can beforehand, so that I don't have to do anything while I'm there. And when I come back, I do the least amount of work possible for at least the next few days while I just get used to being back. Um, I and I told you this, and I told a few other people, but I did get a uh, I, I have an interview. Um, so this uh, the day after this episode comes out, I should uh, I should be in like I'll have an interview the next day um, for an internship position at a, a marketing position at a company at a startup. Congratulations, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, I I, I didn't say anything about it on socials i really don't want to talk about it just in the off chat not not in, not like i don't want to talk about it or talk about the company i just i just yeah, want, to want to make sure things are confirmed and even then maybe you yeah. should uh you know hold off anyways just in case because i mean it's okay to be excited but you know things can happen yeah and like also just as a way to like help like temper my own expectations um you know in case i don't get it and then i won't be as disappointed because these things work out like things happen you know whether it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't um i just move on to the next thing and keep applying for more um i don't know who told me this it might have been my dad but i feel like it was somebody that well i'd like to my, my father knew his shit but i he told me this person that you should wait until like at least the first week on the job before you start posting about it right uh something along like the reasons of you might be excited because you got the job you might be happy and all that stuff but what happens if you get there and you realize it's just complete shithole experience and you realize right. I'm, not, I'm not gonna be here for you know more than a few days after a week at least you have a rough idea whether or not you'll stay or if you're happy with the work conditions right. and all that a very early phase of the honeymoon period with your new employment but still right um, the one thing I will say, though, um, it is an eight-month position, um, which means it'll put off my graduation till 2021, which I'm fine with. It's just, at, like, at least I'll get my break from school. Um, and internships, which I have which I kind of knew was common knowledge, but, like, a lot of the people that I know through, like, Twitch or through the gaming community or, like, some of your friends, like, just in people I've mentioned in general, uh, that, oh, you know, I've got an interview coming up for an internship. And they're like, oh, good luck, dude. Like, I hope it goes well, but, you know, be prepared to, like, you know, just you fucking put your head down and just grit through it. And I'm like, yeah, dude, look, it's exciting. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be paid at least minimum. We're like, wait, wait, you're getting paid? 
And it's just it's just a little shocking to see some people's reactions. <laughs> some Even people, though I knew it was I, kind of common knowledge, like in the States, unpaid internships are are commonplace. Whereas here in Canada, at least school-based internships, uh, it's called work integrated learning, um, is properly regulated um, nationwide. And the like you have like if if there's a program between a university or a post-secondary institution and an employer, they have to get paid at least minimum uh, minimum wage in whatever uh, province um, that the company's in. So yeah, no, I'm just I'm just thankful that the schools afforded me this opportunity. I mean, I, I do pay them a fuck ton of money a year, so it's mm. uh, yeah. So fun fact, randomly for you, yeah. Uh, Canada has a population of about 37 million. Yep. The population of one of our states, California, is 39 and a half million. Yep. It's it's so weird. Just uh, the the you're saying you know, everybody in Canada would uh, get this kind of treatment. It's like, man, how many people you know get that treatment? And it's like, wow, we got one state that's actually more heavily populated than the right. entire country. Oh man. But still, and, and in yeah. general, that's that that's fair to also like talk about like Canada is uh does have a smaller population and so when, when populations grow, um things get harder and harder to scale up, uh with you know, such as social programs and so on. So I can definitely uh understand the difficulties with that. But yeah. I, I still think especially with the way like job markets are these days, going into internships and not even getting any kind of compensation is shitty. Um, especially because they'll give you the grunt work true that is absolutely true and also some people like to point up the whole fun thing of like oh if you get an internship with google or something like that you know they pay you 50 dollars an hour and it's like well yeah google is an extreme example and of course they want to look good in that kind of field they of course they want to pay their you know interns something and like they, that and they have fuck you fuck you money there's fuck you money which is kind of like you have so much money you can do whatever you want but google has fuck you fuck you money meaning they can do even more so whatever they want it was like oh a project fails it's no sweat that's just like my seconds profit gone. and plus you know i'm sure they're gonna make these etern- uh, interns do you know the kind of grunt work that would cost them like somebody fucking 150 dollars an hour you know something uh, yeah. something amazing you know just for the experience and all that they still make money off you yeah. very well yeah. in fact um but, but no but yeah that's that's really it um just getting ready for guardian con because i do fly out in in two weeks um i actually fly out july 4th and i'm not excited for that i'm flying out from seattle um so i uh i will have to leave i'm not taking any chances tyler i'm leaving my house early in the morning and i'm just gonna go sit and wait at my cousin's house and just wait my flight's at 9 30 at night july 4th <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving at 9 a.m i'll be there by three which is i think hopeful because i don't know what to expect at the border um and then i'm gonna have my cousin drop me off at the airport by six <laughs> give myself three hours to get through tsa it would be amazing if uh, just perfect timing is you take off the uh, fireworks show over at Seattle started or something like that. That would just be that would off, be lovely. Yeah. See the fireworks um, uh, blast off, uh, you know, the landscape of Mount Baker off in the distance. That would be something else. Um, I'm I'm just I'm really happy I got a direct flight this year. Um, I had a connection. Um, I basically had one stop going and coming from Florida last year, and that was one of the most stressful things in my life I've ever had to deal with when it comes to traveling. On my way back, my um, flight out of Florida to, I think I was stopping over at Chicago, was delayed by two hours, which uh, reduced my transit, uh, my layover time in Chicago to 15 minutes. And when I was in the plane and I asked them, 
or when I was at the check-in, like when I was boarding the flight from Florida to Chicago, I'm like, okay, listen, I'm gonna only going to have 15 minutes. What happens if I miss it? They're like, oh, don't worry, honey. You're fine. You'll make it. I ran, Tyler. I had to run. I was a minute away from them closing off the, the gate to the fucking flight from Chicago to Vancouver. And then I would have sat there otherwise in Chicago. And then it would have been sad. Yes, it would have. They should have said, you'll make it. If you try, <laughs> if you believe in yourself, Simba. But anyways, uh, that's that's that. Um, and then, as I like to remind everybody, uh, we are a video game podcast. Yeah, holy um, shit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I don't have anything to represent video games on me at all, unfortunately. No, not at all. Um, and I'm going to go first, just because um, you did mention that you wanted to spin some yarns. Um, which I'm more than happy to sit and listen to, as as is the case, and would we'd be bored otherwise. Hell yeah. Um, so, except for Destiny, I finally started playing the Insane Trilogy, uh, the Crash Bandicoot remastered Insane Trilogy. Um, nice. I, ne- I never actually played the first Crash Bandicoot game. Um, I'd only ever played the second and the third, and then Crash Bash and Crash Team Racing. Um, so, started uh, I started playing the first, and I'm kind of like... I'm going to get to this eventually, but I really want to jump right into the second one because, you know, nostalgia, because this is what I, this was my first game on my PlayStation 1. It's the first game my parents bought me when I was four um, and started playing through it. And I can't believe how I, I, I can't believe how like, and I know this game came out a little while ago now and I'm only just getting to it, but I just can't believe how much it looks like how it used to look like. Or, or the fact that it just is essentially is just upscale. They didn't do anything different except for the graphics and the music. They just, they just, they they just made the game again, and it just made me very happy and just made me remember of all the times that I'd play that game over and over and over again. And it also made me realize that either um, they made the game harder. Or I was a god gamer and became worse as I've grown up because I've died and I've raged so many times last night. You probably forgot all the hours that you spent as a kid trying to get good at that stuff. And eventually you hit that like super prime zone where it's like, I'm good at this and I'm just going to burn through it for the rest of the game. And that I mean, was that, you eight. That's very, that's very likely like the kind of... The kind of platforming and the kind of challenges and jumps that they presented to kids to play on for these games or that I was presented with and the fact that I was able to do it then and I'm struggling to just get into a groove now. I mean, that, that's the whole point of it, too, is just I'm struggling in a groove. It's just a little bit of practice getting used to. But I just it just boggles my mind that I was able to do that seamlessly back then. Right. Right. Uh, fun fact. I never actually touched any of the uh, Crash Bandicoot trilogy games. I would recommend the Insane Trilogy then because yeah, I, I, bet, oh, I mean, I didn't buy it because I, you know, it's not my uh, area of nostalgia, unfortunately. That's fair. Yeah. Um, when I, what I, who was I talking to when I mentioned Crash Team Racing? Somebody said Sonic, uh, like the Sonic Racing games. And I'm like, never touched a Sonic game, never played a Sonic game. I have no relevance. So like, I have no connection to this. So it's, I, I can understand that. Um, and then I picked up Crash Team Racing. It just it just came out this weekend. Yeah, it um, and holy shit, same thing. They just it, and what's what's amazing is they've 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 remastered it again. They've just updated graphics. They've just um, you know updated the sound, like reorchestrated. Oh, they did and a stuff. lot more than that. You gotta give them some credit. Well, which is so I was gonna get to that. So that's and then what they've done is they've given you two modes. You've got a classic mode and a nitrous mode. 
Um, so in the classic mode, it's, it's you just pick a you pick a character, uh, and then you just races them throughout, start to finish, play the campaign as 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 it used to be. Um, and they've added a few UI things to make it easier for you to know exactly when to boost to show you the power slide meter and stuff. Um, and then uh, the nitrous mode, they give you customizability. You can swap out characters. I think you can um, you know add aesthetic stickers, skins. There's a whole bunch of things that go into it. And I think it's a little bit harder. Um, I haven't really looked into it too much yet. I've just been, I just dove right into the classic campaign. Which I did too. Uh, I did get a look at it as well. Holy smokes. They added new characters to it, which threw me off. Uh, characters that I'm assuming is part of the uh, Crash Bandicoot, you know, games, but I've never seen before. Right. Like uh, Crunch. Crunch looks kind of like a uh, less beefier form of Tiny Tiger. Um, maybe he has, you know, some kind of connection to him. Uh, they also introduced the uh, new carts because before it was always one thing go karts yeah. essentially and uh, there was one person that had like a spaceship and that was the final boss of the game oxide yeah yes Nit- uh, eh, nitrous oxide I believe he called himself which I, you know, I guess uh, I just know that for sure his name's oxide so not only do they got new characters they got new go-karts they also have new skins yeah which uh you can unlock these skins by you know completing activities in the campaign or they started they introduced a currency system they have a uh, a shop in the the game that's strictly from what i can tell anyways uh you know you can only earn the coins by playing and they have a shop that's rotating out almost uh splatoon 2 style where like every so many hours uh, it might be once a day like, like when i checked it for the first time i played it's like four hours left before we give you all new stuff this stuff is common this stuff is rare this stuff is legendary it's like oh boy okay and you win between 20 and 40 coins every time you win a race and there are some stuff out there i saw that was worth like 2000 coins 3600 coins it goes up um eugene um just actually he got the game yesterday he just beat uh the campaign <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ uh, and now he's gonna 100 it but he just beat uh oxide um yeah so now he's gonna be working on 100 the game uh which is his goal before he because he flies out on the second of july and he wants to 100 before he does because he's not taking his ps4 with him now, hundred um, percenting. Are we talking about like all the races and time trials and stuff, or does that include uh, yeah. all the skins? Uh, not not all the skins, all the challenges. Okay, time I can say trials, that, all, yeah, that's that's masochistic. I mean, at that point. Y- you might be able to get all the skins because uh, the amount you get per win starts to increase as you go to the uh, higher levels, uh, the other zones. Oh, um, good. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was gonna have to do win a hundred races just to get a single skin. I'm like, yeah, eh. I don't know how much they go up to, but I know they go higher um so and it feels good um i it, it feels really good and as i was playing even with even with the insane trilogy as i was playing there were so many things that were slowly just coming back to me it was like oh i remember how to do this or i remember looking out for these things so when you uh to to boost you power slide into a turn and yeah. or you can just power slide and then uh you have to hit another button at the right time for you to get the boost and you can do that up to three times on a single slide um and so the visual cue in the remasters are uh either you have a bar a meter that shows you when to do it or you look out for the wheels that spin up and burn up um you know they just glow uh at the right time 
And then as we were doing, I'm like, something about this is familiar, but it's not the wheels. I know we didn't have that. I can't remember if we had the power bar. And then I realized it's the smoke from the exhaust. Yes. I think it turns from like white to black for the second that yes. you tap it. Yep. And I'm like, I remember doing the because I remember I remember being pretty fucking good at crashing racing. Obviously, I played on my own. I didn't really ever play with anybody else, but I remember being pretty decent at just getting the the turns down and getting the boost right. And when I was playing for the first like 20 minutes, I'm like, why can't I? Why can't I boost? Why can't I figure this out? And then I saw a tip somewhere. I'm like, oh, power slide, hit the other button. I tried that. I'm like, wait, this feels familiar. And then I figured out how to change it properly. And before you know it, after like 20 minutes of practicing on the first track, I was zip slapping all over the place, dude. It's it's so much fun. Um, the the only thing that threw me off with it with the uh, this new version of the game was uh, back in the PlayStation version, you, you press R1 to jump. And, you know, while holding the direction you want to slide, and then you can, you know, adjust how sharper uh, loose you hang that slide by, you know, pressing towards it against it. And then you tap L1 at the right time to get the boost. However, every time I do that, I hit R1 to uh, slide. And let's say I wanted to slide towards the left. So I hold left, jump to do that. But then I'll hit right. That way I can do a wide slide. Problem is, though, until I hit the ground to begin the slide, my character will move even mid-air for some reason to the direction. So when I hit the opposite way to do a wide slide, he'll instead start sliding in the the, the way I you know against what I want it, and it throws me right. out. And so I got to uh, you know get the timing right to where I gotta patiently wait until he hits the ground, unlike before, where I felt like I was able to do it almost instantly. Uh, right. But I'm starting to get used to it, getting the hang of it and uh i've only gotten about an hour and a half into it so you about know, the I same. Have, yeah and honestly i i, I i'm gonna play mm-hmm. it as soon as we're done mm-hmm. with this so i mean it's, yeah it's, i played the first i beat the first four uh tracks um plays first already so i've unlocked the first boss ripper so mm, i'm gonna, gonna have into that and then <laughs> And then before we get into your games, Tyler, um, there's one other game that I've played that I put on here, and you might be wondering what that is. Have you heard of this game? I don't think so, no. Okay, and you're gonna have to bear with me. This is unusual, but I'm just because I need to. I need to do this, and it's. It, I, I need to do this. Let's see if I can get it in the right position. What the hell am I hearing? That is blip blop, Tyler. You gotta blip the bluffs, like. That's it, and I've just been playing that on my on my downtime, like in class or just. It like, sounds like wooden wind chimes. So you basically just you just hit the thing. You just tap the button. You just tap the button, and then it's you get more blobs. Game. Yeah, you blip. You get more blobs, and then you can spend it on upgrading your thing to get more things. Your vault capacity and auto blipper, and then but just listen to that sound. And then if you and if you do it long enough, you'll go into frenzy mode. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, that's how I've been playing a, that. I assume this is a free mobile game? Yes. Okay. Blip-blop, yeah. everybody. Blip-blop. Uh, you got the review here. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did I just get hit with? <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Tyler, how... Uh, so we, you've talked about CTR. Um, what else have you been playing? Uh, I did finish and beat my first round of Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, nice. After I finally got into it, I realized that the main problem, which I need to correct one day, but I just maybe I was just tired or what, but uh, 
I had to switch it to fixed beat mode, which essentially means instead of pushing the button and beat with the music, your movement sets the beat of the music. Okay. And so it turns from an act of battle to a I move, they move, or they do whatever they plan on doing, which gives me a more time to plan out stuff. So it's essentially just putting into easy mode. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I did appreciate it. It was fun. It was actually a lot shorter than I was expecting. But the, I guess the people's arguments was uh, because there's so much more replayability because every area and dungeon is going to be different. Uh, it's going to be a fresh play through every single time I get into it. Uh, uh, the bosses actually were difficult. And uh, that was in fixed beat mode. So I can only imagine what it would have been like if I were to play it in uh, the regular mode. Uh, the story was, eh, uh, there was a cool moment where, uh, you, uh, you get a, uh, sneak peek of the King of Evil himself when he was just a prince, because apparently, uh, you know, he, he's not actually evil just yet, or he's not evil at all. I have no idea how that works we're, out, but then we're talking about Ganon, right? Uh, Ganondorf specifically. Okay. Just, okay. Like, just clarifying. Ganondorf, King of Evil, we get to meet him as a prince, essentially. And it okay. was just weird. If, it, you know, just like. Oh, all I do today, you know, nowadays is practice the piano. But one day I want to see the world, you know, kind of shit. It's like, okay, okay, I get it. I get the hint. Ha ha ha. This is, you know, this is a bad guy right here. And uh, I had a really weird moment because uh, at, once you get to the final area, it's like, hey, if you want to, you can now switch to any of the other characters if you'd like. I'm like, I've never touched any of the other characters for the entire game. I always played Zelda. You can uh, play as either Zelda, Link, or the character that is the, you know, <laughs> the person whose name I don't know because I never really bothered to check uh, that, right, you know, right. is uh, the hero of... Uh, because Crypto to you, Man. it's a spin-off. It's a pin-off Legend of Zelda game, and it's given you the option to play as Link or Zelda in a third person. So why would you pick the third person? At least to you that's what I assume I'm, it's like I'm gonna say sorry to say I mean there are other people who really would appreciate it but for me you know it's as Nick says it's a Zelda game so I beat that and I got that out of the way I did play CTR a little bit had some fun I got a lot more to you know enjoy out of it this weekend but there's another one big game that I've been I, I say big very loosely at this point game that I've been playing throughout the week you know trying to get into it a lot of things have happened since I've last spoke about Grand Theft Auto V, the roleplay server. Um, yes, before sir. you continue about GTA, um, in Cadence of Hyrule, the other protagonist, her name is Cadence. Oh, okay. No, no yeah. that that makes sense. Okay, fine. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Nick. Because I, 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 I like I, I was just curious too, and I'm like, oh, okay. That cool. makes her the title actually a little bit more uh, entertaining. And you know, it's like, oh, it's Cadence of Hyrule, even though she's not from Hyrule. But it, you know, cadence is you know, temple or song. Yeah, it, a cadence is a, a modulation or inflection of the voice, so it makes sense for a beat-based game. All right, so Tyler, GTA, Grand Theft Auto Five roleplay server, the server that Nick suggested to me, and the only server I've played since I started this whole idea is known as Havoc RP. Yes. So last we talked, I was trying to become a police officer. I believe. I believe that was the case once I last spoke on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you mentioned that you were trying to like. I think you. I, I, mentioned I believe one of the like some, some that led time, up to you being a cop. Yeah, sometime that night or something like that. I think after the podcast, I said I was going to meet up with somebody who was going to train me to become an officer. That person proceeded to show up as Bob the Alien. I went to the the main parking lot of the center of town, and sure as shit, there was an, a person in an alien suit that was driving a moped. He clocked eyes on me. <laughs> 
I realized what was about to happen, and I decided just to walk straight and keep going. I was waiting for a police officer. I was not about to role play with the goddamn alien. <laughs> and so what does he do? He, he, you know, he starts to follow me at half a mile an hour, just creeps behind me. And I'm trying to say out loud, oh, this is a hallucination. You're not real. You're not real. He's like, no, I'm not real. Do you have a car? I'm like, yeah, I have a car. Just take the damn thing. I got things to do. I'm waiting for somebody. Yes, this is a nice car. And he starts beating with the baseball bat. I'm like, right role play, dude. And I'm like, where the fuck is this police officer? And I'm like, you know what? You can have the damn thing. There you go. Have a good day. And then I checked Discord to see where the hell this guy is. Turns out the cop that was supposed to pick me up the train me was Bob the Alien. <laughs> he apparently Hi. decided that he was, you know, gonna hop accounts or characters or what do you want to call it and just fucking just go at it. And he was like, hey, by the way, I'm too tired to actually train you. So I just figured I'd give you some fun. So he proceeded to kidnap me and told, you know, convinced me or my character rather that he was invisible. And we, you know, his vehicle, which was a space car, no less, with uh, you know, space invader sound effects and all that stuff. Specifically, a space car is what he called it. Yes. Okay. And uh, he said no one else could also see the car, and so he was convincing me as we drove around, and I had to explain to everybody, hey, I know this looks weird. I'm in a Wonder Woman, you know, mobile situation. You just can't see anything. I'm in trouble. I'm kidnapped by alien. Please save me. And then he would just fucking take off. He'd go in front of the <laughs> cops and the cops are like, what the fuck? And it's like, I know I'm invisible and I'm sitting in the air. I'm in trouble. Please save me. And he takes off again. And it's like, okay, cool. And eventually he decides uh, Bob the alien, you know, needs uh, to be put the rest for a minute. And he switches over to what I realized later was actually the the police officer he he was you know he was the police officer wearing a costume you know in real life if you want to call it that uh and then he proceeds to take him back to the parking lot and he's like have a nice day and <laughs> the person that plays the uh the top sheriff of uh you know the place i'm trying to get into he shows up on alternative character i realized that and he's like what the hell i'm like that motherfucker's an alien he's been trying to fucking probe my shit <laughs> and so him and I just start booking it and you know Bob the alien's human character is chasing after us I start going into full on solid snake mode uh, he can't find me but I'm trapped in the back lot of this uh, parking lot here and uh, you know this uh, other cop character who's on an alt uh, is like I'll distract him you run and so he distracts him and I was like well that's the way I gotta run there's no distracting here unless you know he's gonna blatantly see me so the fucking guy walks this alien motherfucker starts walking towards me and I'm hiding behind a brick wall and so I do the only survival instinct I know best Nick I started making cause like a crow <laughs> I'm going, yes yes because as a as a fellow adventurer once told me, if you need me, sing whistle like the whistle like the crow flies, and I'll yeah. be there. I'm like, I then. <laughs> oh shit! And so uh, I escaped that situation. That was my weekend. I realized I was not going to get any cop training. I was kind of upset. So I spent the weekend instead maxing out my Dodge Charger. I got this sweet ride. I was very happy with it. It took a lot of time to finally get it off the ground, but it's there. We're good. I'm happy. 
Monday comes along and I proceed to sit outside the police station with the guitar in the game and started singing about how much I wanted to be a cop. I decided, you know, somebody's got to train me if they actually hired me. Right. And so this right. worked, actually. I, I got the attention of quite a few people just, you know, singing about how badly it is. I wish to be a police officer, but no one's here to train me. And so I get my training after doing that. <laughs> the tra- the, I go, oh, the, fine, we'll fucking train you. Just shut the fuck up. It, 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 <laughs> I think I got to that level, dude. <laughs> so they trained me. It was a bit uh, realistic, but then it kind of turned uh, eccentric really quickly because I'm pretty sure we played taser tag or something like that after a while. <laughs> All right. Listen here, bud. You can't tell the sheriff, but sometimes after a shift, we like to come out here, pull out our tasers and just have a little fun. <laughs> And shit, after that, man, I I, be, I got to be a probationary deputy, which is nice. one step lower in becoming, you know, uh, an official officer of the law. I'm not quite there just yet, but I'm one step closer. I basically, I'm going to have to do in real life uh, because I've done a lot of studying of, you know, cops and training and shit. I have actually learned quite a bit. Uh, right. Normally, it's like a seven week process, uh, you know, during this phase. But uh, in reality, I'm probably just going to do like three, four days of doing ride alongs with uh, officers higher ranking than me, uh, preferably FTOs, which are field training officers. But if I were the guest, the server probably doesn't have too many of them. So we'll see. So this happens. I'm happy. I got a max Dodge Charger. I finally got to become a deputy and things started uh, happening. Nick, things started fucking happening. The, the the big problem typically was uh i couldn't get on in the afternoon because it was so popular and populated that it was 32 out of 32 people with like six people in the queue you just couldn't get on at three o'clock in the afternoon it stank but it's like you know what can i do there was a world two that opened up and i'm like okay i guess i won't i won't role play i'll just dive for gold in the meantime just you know get my grand on just for a little bit it turns out if i heard this correctly that one of the developing or developer staff uh, members because when I say developing, it sounds like I'm talking about a teenager uh, hitting puberty. Uh, <laughs> no, which it's, it's okay. also, um, it's also stand possibly down. true. Sir, uh, Mr. FBI agent, stand down. We're just talking about a video game. Um, don't call off the attack. No, it's okay. we're all good here. Continue, Tyler. If you say FBI, that means me. So Yeah, no, I know. That's why I like, just, you know, it's like, stand down. We're good. Don't <laughs> knock you, on man. that door. One of the developers decided that he was not only leave the staff, he apparently had anticipated some kind of issue with the server and he launched his own uh, a competitive server, I guess, if you will. And it drew a lot of the audience that was playing Havoc and a lot of people left Havoc and suddenly, you know, being 32 full with six people in queue. Uh, Havoc lost his popularity within 48 hours and suddenly there's be- an average between 0 and 5 out of 32 at peak hours and then it's completely dead for the rest of the day that freaked me the fuck out uh, suddenly uh, I'm, I'm there was a time where I got on where it should have been peak hours and I was standing inside a, a, a inside the sheriff's office I'm not allowed to drive the car with my rank I gotta do the ride alongs from Nizzo there's no cops at all there, there, so there was none pull out a car yeah, like I can pull out the car, but the only thing I can do is wash the damn thing. Uh, I mean, I could actually drive if I wanted to, but, you know, for the sake of my rank, I couldn't. And so yeah, I stood there and like somebody told me this before, like if you don't have an officer on, but you want to be on duty, you can, you know, sit at the uh, the desk and, you know, greet and talk with anybody and all that stuff and, you know, take notes down. But since it was one out of 32 people, aka me, I just stood there for an hour and it's like, hey, <laughs> it's my time now, bitches. 
<laughs> I'd like to think that, but you know, I'm standing out like I was practicing radio codes and stuff, and it's like, this isn't fun. Why would I roleplay as the only cop or person on the server at the time? Right. And so a day after that, I, mean, I realized that happened. A big announcement got hit on, in the Discord, and I would say a small-scale pandemonium uh, ensued. The uh, person in charge of the server had uh, announced that uh, they were going to do a full clean wipe of everything on the server. They were going to remove all the characters. They're going to remove all the money. They're going to move all the cars that got bought. Anything that somebody owned or whatnot was going to get wiped clean. It was going to be a full-on reset. Uh, the reason for this, uh, the claim was uh, they're going to input like new advanced scripts and all that stuff, new different types of jobs, new different ways to make money. They were afraid that people were only coming on just to make money and buy cars. They were not there to role play, which is the main point of the server. And so uh, their main argument is uh, if you got a problem with this, then you are the problem because all you wanted was fast cars. Meanwhile, Tyler over here, who is, you know, probationary Doug Hunter uh nine bravo 27 over here just got his max charger after working on it for two weeks despite only being on the server for you know like five six weeks at this point he's worked a lot for that damn car and he's not gonna make it by making money as an officer if he just gets everything taken away he could but it's gonna take probably like two three months just right. based off of that and so when i hear this i'm upset but then I see the reactions of people that have been on for two years that have been like, you know, slowly grind for money and getting all this stuff. Their reaction was both understandably horrifying and, you know, comical at some point because uh, the staff members were merciless on the idea. It's like, we don't care if you have 20 million. You've spent too much time just making money that you forgot to actually play the game. And it's like, okay, that's, that's fair. And they, they announced stuff like uh, if you're on the uh, police off, you know, uh, if you're in any of the offices, you get to keep your rank and all that stuff. You'll uh, be put back in and all that. They haven't full on said uh, what they're going to do for anything. Honestly, they uh, they are like it was pretty much one of those Nintendo things like we got stuff for you or you're going to be so excited. But details will be coming out later. And so cool. So they made a uh, wild announcement uh, yeah, uh, yesterday, actually. I didn't think I was going to be able to attend because it was like, it said at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm going to be at work. Uh, you know, that, that's not my problem at that point. I can't do anything. But that's nine o'clock in Europe, Nick. Yeah. That, that meant like three in the uh, afternoon for me. So I hear, I jump right in. I was a little late. And people that recognized me on the server, despite being a newbie, you know, they they fucking recognized me and the the person that runs the server hasn't met me yet and so he's like two times tyler uh doug hunter did you have anything to say nick uh as it turns out since most people are like you know late teenagers early 20s people are trying to play this they don't have the best mic they don't you know a lot of them are europeans so they're not used to hearing a uh american with a fancy setup talk and so the moment i say stuff it started turning into like Ooh, look at this guy wow and some guy was like holy shit i swear i've heard you in a hentai haven thing before and the person in charge of the police was like yep this guy is totally gonna be our dispatcher and I'm like all right i guess i'm gonna have to give up the the solid snake voice style i'm just gonna have to talk you know all myself i guess well and also and you can invest it's an opportunity to invest in some not maybe not necessarily money but find like a modulation software to give yourself that radio voice yeah that that is and true i was actually thinking about that uh so i voiced my concerns about it the fact that they haven't revealed any right. information 
there was 45 people in this called nick and not one of them was on the server like it was a dead server and a full group of people who are listening to the future of havoc rp i told them flat out I didn't like the idea that I was going to be losing my max dodge charger after most of my free time that I wasn't able to RP with people. I spent doing that instead. But I also told them I realized that at this point I'm going to be driving a dodge charger in an empty city. I was going to be an officer for an empty city. It was going to be a ghost town where I laid the law. But the law was going to be laid and enforced to no one. So I didn't see what the point was at this point to uh, continue playing. And I told him uh, if he does plan on doing this wipe and he has big plans, he better do it soon because if it keeps going on where it's zero out of 32 or one or two out of 32, you know, this isn't going to be a server anymore. This is going to be a little four player Minecraft map for people to shoot guns at each other. Right. So we got that going on. He doesn't have an announced date or uh, a release date, I guess you could say, for the reset. So we'll see what happens. My future as a deputy, a probationary deputy, uh, remains to be seen. Um, I'll hopefully try to find maybe super later tonight, find somebody who will uh, do a ride along. But honestly, I'm not counting on it. Like right before this, I checked. There's two out of 32 people playing right now when it would have been, you know, oh, two worlds up at that point with how full it was it sucks Nick might I suggest another server are you seriously gonna have me abandon the server that you recommended me in the first place well I did say specifically that it is a good starting server because the roleplay quality is not that great and even the code's not that great um and it's a good place to get your like feet wet um but also, there are a lot of servers where when you apply for whitelist, it does ask what past experience RP, what past RP experience you have, and maybe other servers and what you did and how long. Um, so it's not like any of this time would go to waste. So you could essentially look out for a server, some of the more popular servers, or, or maybe like a growing one, like um, that are trying to compete with servers like NoPixel. Um, and then they'll often open up applications for, um, you know, official like government, you know, staff, like, like you know, uh, Oh, what EMS cops and stuff. Uh, but a lot of that does require you to actually play in those servers. So I don't know, like if things do go continue going sideways and if it is going to end up being a dead server, it might not be a bad idea to start looking for a new server to spend your time in. I think I uh, made a decision like in my head, like right now. Uh, for those who are listening, it's the 24th of June. But right now for us, it's uh, the 22nd of June. I'm going to wait two weeks. Fair. Uh, two weeks. If the they don't do the white by then and there's no recovery, I'm just gonna call it. You know, it's like one of those. You know, I want to get. I think these people have seen some shit back in the day. I want to give them a chance. I don't want to jump ship immediately just because I'm new. I don't want. After the reset happens, I will give them one last week and see if they recover by you know hopefully participating, being a part of it. And if it doesn't work, then you know, whatever. I'll actually maybe do something productive with my life and then pretend I'm a police officer. But uh, hopefully uh, they recover. So we'll see what happens over on GTA. We with, shall uh, see. RP. Um, but that is that is games for the week. Yeah, uh, I'm done. See you next week. <laughs> um, and so 
it, it is is it is that annual time for me to shill about Guardian Con, and I'm going to do it even more specifically today because um, the uh, when you're listening to this, it is Monday, the 24th of June. The charity stream started on the 16th of June, concluded on the 23rd to, uh, 23rd of June, um, with Dr. Lupo closing out the the, the week long charity marathon. And I just wanted to uh, talk about. Really, just in general, uh, sure, we might be talking about Guardian Con, but also like video game communities that have done some amazing things. Um, I have a research paper this this semester, Tyler, and originally I was going to write about uh, video game charities. Mm. And and the, the whole point of our research paper, at least, is to find an issue and talk about it and be persuasive. And when I was going through all the research and all the material that I could find in relation to video game charities, there was not a lot there was no issue that I was that I was fighting like there was not a, uh, like an issue would be uh, fuck like what's an like an issue would be our cell phones destroying attention spans you know that's a very clear specific issue uh, right. I can't on the paper I just can't put down video game charities and that's that that in and of itself is not an issue um, the issue maybe might be people being skeptical or cynical of where the money is going but you don't really see a lot of that because a lot of these, uh, the routes through which the money goes through have been uh, vetted and verified and that they're going to the right people. So that nobody's really raising issues around there. So I, I, I'm abandoning that topic, but it did bring some uh, interesting things to light. For example, Games Done Quick has been going on since I think 2010. 2010 and in that time, they've raised... Um, almost 20 20 million dollars since 2010 wow that's uh yeah <laughs> that's a lot of money especially out of uh the kindheartedness of uh mostly gamers right um and my original stance uh, uh when i was when i was talking about this paper it was it turned into a discussion paper was that um there are certain negative connotations when it comes to video games uh in general i i think uh, a lot of that has died down over the let's say the last decade um, it's not been as bad, I think. Um, and over the last decade, even academically, and my prof confirmed this, and I found that through my research, um, you know, in, in universities, there have been a lot of studies where they, they look at video games and using it as a tool, as a platform for education, for engaging communities, for interacting. Um, so even there, the stigma on an ac- academic level has died down. And so again, me and my paper was looking less and less like I could actually do it, like it was an issue. But I did I, I did learn some things that even, and my prof is an old guy he's he's in his 60s he's an he's an older english guy teaching a writing course but he but then the kind of uh, but he's very progressive in the sense that he's very aware and in touch with all the uh current like with the world as it is right now and so and so when he was telling me about oh you know like i've done studies with video games and using them as teaching tools because he's taught english in um eastern asian countries um to you know to people who don't speak english um he's like oh i've used uh, certain kinds of games to help teach english and i'm like all right cool so like a lot of this exists so there's really no issue so i'll just be talking about how good gaming can be um and guardian con is my reference point it is my inspiration for a lot of this um and i'm kind of losing my train of thought of where i was going with this um i just want to highlight there's there's games on quick there's guardian con there's uh extra life that that have people doing streams for them there's one uh, level up i think uh saint jude's play live all of these uh, amazing foundations charities doing things to help raise money for um 
for uh, for a variety of reasons. Guardian Con specifically aimed with St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, where they fly in kids and families from all parts of the world. Uh, foot the you know they take care of the cost of treatment, accommodation, food. Um, they put out their research and their developments and their progress, like you know advancements and whatever medicine out for free, so that everybody can use it, and they don't want anybody to have to profit off of the research and breakthroughs that they make. Um, yeah. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything to add in general? Well, I'm looking at it right now. Guardian Con is going to be coming out July 5th and 6th, aka the time that you're going to be flying down there. Uh, the, the goal for this uh, year is $3 million, which I'm pretty sure they blew out of the water last year. Uh, last year they hit $2.8 million, which as we're, as we're right now, Saturday the 22nd of June, they're sitting at 2.7 and last year their total was 2.8 and they still have a day left uh with some of the heavy hitters closing out mm. so i feel like uh they're doing a damn good job you know uh two weeks ago we were talking about how the world health organization was talking about how a uh, video game is a mental illness or something along those lines at this point video game obsession rather and so just the fact that uh we're using that you know that unhealthy you know obsession to help people around the world uh oh it just is i think this is fucking sweet man I'm, I'm glad that i'm able to help donate to this each year um yeah and i was gonna take like bits and pieces from like kind of the news to to like kind of prove my point or like to bring up points when i'm trying to persuade people about it but a lot of it is by far um you know i really again it involved in just discussion on how much the community has involved which is not the point of the paper so i just so i have to scrap it um but then you know when you think about when i talk about negative connotations i think about maybe an older generation that doesn't understand this and why we would spend so much time and how could we possibly make it a living and now that's different and i think that's drastically changed in like three or four years where content creation i mean having it has existed for a long time but i think with uh, the, the the popularity and the celebrity status of people like Ninja has become a little bit more normalized. And now, you know, the, the age at which people start questioning uh, gaming as a career has increased. Right. So now it's, you know, maybe a, somebody in their 50s be like, oh, OK, you play games. So you're like Ninja is it a common interaction you could expect. Um, yeah, no, it's it's just so the one thing I was going to bring up in my paper was to talk about the, um, you know, the unfortunate Jacksonville shooting last year uh, at the Madden NFL tournament um, and how at a sports video game tournament, people were so quick to blame video games for for causing violence in a person when when people are even more if you know emotionally responsive when just merely watching the super bowl i feel like yeah. fans are a little bit more violent when they're watching games like actual sports games live than actual gamers just sitting at a stadium and just watching their people just click a few buttons and play their game you know their favorite game um and so it's, it's shit like that that pisses me off which is what i want to write about in my paper um but Coming back to Guardian Con, uh, they announced some heavy hitters, Tyler. Have you heard about any of the the people that are working with this year? Uh, maybe I don't. Uh, hit me. So um, this was confirmed uh, along with the uh, Borderlands event a couple of months ago. But Borderlands 3 will be, you know, uh, uh, 2K will be there and they'll have a presence and Borderlands 3 will be playable. So we, we, we kind of knew about that. Um, this year, uh, because it started off as a destiny based game uh like a convention started as a destiny 
community convention the first year. The second year, they partnered with St. Jude's, and then they still focused around Destiny. The year after that, then they started to kind of break away as Destiny 2 came out and failed miserably, um, at least compared to Destiny 1. Uh, so then they brought in people from Digital Extremes, Warframe, they partnered. And so this year, uh, they partnered with a bunch of indie devs um, that are, they're going to have their products, uh, their games playable um, at Guardian Con. Um, Rare is going to be at Guardian Con hosting a oh Sea of Thieves uh, uh, arena tournament exclusive to oh, Guardian Con. Oh no, Nika is gonna. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna take part, but I'm just the you know, salty he's... sergeant returns. <laughs> um, they're they're gonna do. Uh, they have uh, a Warframe community event called Tenocon. Do the Sea of Thieves, man. I'm not going to do the Sea of Thieves now. The salty um, sergeant. You get a three more guys. You could get on the SS. Get good. <laughs> SS kid good no I'm not gonna do the Sea of Thieves I'd rather leave it to a few more uh, to some of the more uh, sweatier saltier pirates uh, which there are plenty of um, I'm pretty sure if you get any sweatier Nick uh, you die of dehydration <laughs> um, they're gonna be doing the uh, the people so Rare Drop is the company that handles Guardian Con that take care of Guardian Con they're the stream team that made up Guardian Con um, they, they've been working with uh, people at Digital Extreme um, and so they're bringing the TanoCon, uh, which is the Warframe community con- uh, convention, bringing the TanoCon keynote to GuardianCon, which I think is pretty cool as well because they're working hand in hand with them. Um, uh, Bungie is going to be there doing a very special uh, live uh, PvP event as well. Uh, so I believe they said you you line up, you play a game. If you win, you get a little coin, and either you can keep the coin or you can wager that coin to get more coins or lose it if you lose. Mm. But I want to keep the coin. The oh no, man! Well, you can line up again and not wager the coin and get another coin. So you can keep lining up as many times to get as many coins, and you can wager as many as you want. That's what I understood the gist of it. Oh man, damn! I don't think I could handle that kind of stress. Oh, I'm about to get ready to sweat my dick off in Guardian Con place with Destiny. Um, they're gonna have a 24/7 arcade open throughout the entire convention a 24 7 pc fleet free play area um there's like 15 restaurants at the ro- uh, at the at the uh, resort it's called rose and shingle creek um uh, they've got a desk for disney so like when you check in you can go to the disney desk and you can go and buy passes for any of the resort because it's just like a walk to the resorts um, there's going to be a bunch of vendors. There's going to be a nightly adult-only event. There's going to be an adult pool. It's going to be a good time. And to see them grow, to see these people, you know, one of them who used to speedrun Borderlands, the other one who used to um, uh, who used to steal diapers because he was so poor and he had to somehow like provide for his family, so he had to like steal diapers. Uh, to see them now running one of the biggest like charity conference, uh, con- you know, uh, conventions arguably in the world where. Uh, for now the fourth year they've raised and they're gonna shatter three million I just don't know how by how much is is a testament to how how engaging the gaming community has become oh shit man yeah so much to look forward to <laughs> I now I know I went on a little bit of a rant there but this is part of um honestly this is part of what um, inspires me seeing people do things like this uh, it's like I, I want to be able to help people and these people are helping people by doing the things that they enjoy doing but they, but they make sure that they do it in a way where it's productive and beneficial and they're just not kind of like wasting their time 
I'm not going to say playing games is a waste of your time, but sometimes there's a there is a point at which I think most people can agree on where you're just sitting there and not doing anything productive ever. There's a difference yes. between a week-long gaming binge and a year-long gaming binge. I don't know where you're going with this, Nick, because I'm starting to have you sweat at that. But no, I'm sure, just trying to say yes. in general, like we've, we've all had those phases in our life, though, where where video games and I it's, I can relate. I'm sure I would hope that you could relate where like really for a good portion of, you know, maybe a year um, gaming was really taken away and made me procrastinate with my studies. It's just taken away from maybe just the quality of life in general. And then I started changing things and looking at ways where I can use it to do something productive and put myself on a routine where I can still game as much as I need to, but I can still get all my shit done. Nick, I've never, ever <laughs> let a video game ever get in front of my studies a day in my life. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I totally understand. That is fair. Um, And so to see them like, listen, we, uh, this is, a uh, you know, especially content creators, it's the only thing that we can do right now. This is the only thing that's making me money, but I still want to take it, even though I'm barely making anything, I still want to do more for other people, right? Um, and to see the community give so selflessly, is I just watched um, Real Crafty and TSM uh, Vis do a four-hour block where they raised a hundred thousand um, dollars, and and Vis was very much emotional at the end on uh, at the end of the block on his own stream because he started. He was a small story of how he started streaming four years ago and never imagined ever making an impact on anybody's life to this extent where in four hours they could raise a hundred thousand dollars. Bungie came out and did a block this year and they did $400,000 this year. And no matter Jeez. what you might say about their games, Bungie's treated their employees well and they try to do their best they can to put out a game that everybody could like and also to, you know, treat their workers humanely. And they've made several charitable donations to good um, organizations over the over their long, long history. Um, and just seeing seeing a platform for all of these different individuals and companies to shine is is heartwarming yeah i would like to say with some reservations because i'm sure there's other companies that bungie is probably one of the most uh developing uh companies i could uh, easily celebrate like uh i honestly like i'm i don't know how to word that better i feel like you know whenever you think of a certain uh video game company you're like oh yeah they did this but oh god they did that and that it's like I'm, I feel like Bungie is probably one of the ones that you can just easily and the most celebrate. I'm sure they goofed up now and then with, you know, some of their uh, updates and whatnot, but they made some bold changes. And quite frankly, I think they did it for the benefit of both their team and for the players. Right. Um, they So there, there's an issue right now with a weapon in the game that is completely broken and it's causing a lot of people a lot of stress. And they put out an update about it. They're like, all right, listen. Uh, because they talked about it during their block as well like look we understand and we weren't expecting this to happen with this weapon um, and we're having a hard uh, we're, we're struggling right now with the decision either because they have an update in the pipeline for July like either we let that update deploy and put out a fix for this weapon a little later or we pull that update from the pipeline and we patch it but that'll mean we'll have to put uh, you know some crunch time on our developers and our employees and we really want to avoid that and so that's pro that's the main reason why we're not going to do it, and we're going to work on it as part of our normal work uh, workflow. Be funny if there's some kind of like honor bound system amongst Destiny Two players, like we shall not use that gun, and anybody else that uses it, like they get like shamed for it or some shit like that. No, we're toxic as fuck. We'll use whatever we have to to win. We use the most broken <laughs> shit to win. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
No, that's fair. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, like, like even especially in the competitive playlist, you'll do whatever you need to to win because the points matter there. Um, huh? I, I was not expecting that out of you, Nick. Like, we are people of honor. We will fight fairly. No, well, I mean, if this thing accidentally, I mean, I, some I personally don't the- use it. Um, no, sir. I've used it maybe one or two matches because I just find sniping too fun. But if it ever came down to a team, it's called the Lord of Wolves, the gun, by the way. It's a shotgun that has a range of a sniper in certain situations. Um, if it ever came down to it where I went up against a full stack using that weapon, obviously I'd be a little bit more compelled to run it myself. Because okay. like, it's like it's like going to a gunfight with, with a piece of paper. You, you kind of, you can't do anything. You kind of have to like, well, I guess I'll have to bring my own gun kind of thing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so bottom line to my whole like, you know, 10 minute rant or whatever there was. Um, 10 minutes, right. Sure. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to make myself feel better. Uh, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll edit like a half of that out. So it's 10 minutes <laughs> for you. Thanks, Tyler. Always got my back. Um, there's a lot of awesome things out there that a lot of these communities are doing. Um and don't donate if you need that money. Like even if that $10 is critical for you to get through the month, I'm I'm never gonna suggest or I, none of these people are ever gonna ask you to donate that money. But if you do have money that you can donate, consider it, find find a cause that, that seems important to you. Um, and I think it is important to, I think it's also healthy to be uh, skeptical of, of things um, because you wanna make sure that you know where the money's going to. Um, but I can assure you that St. Jude's does a, is, is very much, uh, it's, it's a reputable place for, for you to give a donation to. Um, so yeah, just consider it guardiancon.co. Think about what they're doing. Um, and thank you for listening to my rant. Um, Tyler, you're looking yeah. very pretty today. Thank you. I got a new hairstyle. Yeah. I just realized uh some reason I got I know this not brand I shouldn't be just showing up. <laughs> I got random money just sitting on the table. And I know that's lame to say, but I've honestly uh actually donated uh money twice uh this week alone. Just uh because just because I got a little extra money to spare doesn't mean that I'm against the idea of uh finding ways to, you know, give it to other people. I some ways are lame. Uh a lame way would be I canceled a uh, subscription on Twitch to somebody that I don't care to watch anymore. It's just that I realized they're not my style, even though I celebrated them originally. People change. And so I tried being charitable by giving you a tier two subscription instead. Whoops. Uh, another way that I was uh, able to donate was uh, apparently my company was doing some kind of fundraiser, I believe, for the American Heart Association. Okay. And it, it was at this one store. Basically, it's one of those uh, you can donate whatever you want, uh, and then you put your name on one of these little hearts, and they, they put it on the window. Well, every time I go you know, to the store, it's at 1 o'clock in the morning, so they're always closed. I can't give them money. So this time around, yesterday night, I decided to stop there, grab one, put my name on it, and then left a $10 bill for them to you know, hopefully process, that, process it out. And then, of course, you know, I really do believe that... Uh, you know, the combination of both Bungie and more importantly, the people that love Destiny 2 and now more with Guardian Con, they are a probably one of the most valid causes I've seen for video games uh, besides video games done quick. And so, you know, I, I'm more than happy to donate to something like that. Also, I always forget to put cash into the uh, my bank account, so it just sits there. <laughs> Please don't rob me. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know... Uh... 
I, again, it's donation. If you can, do it. If you can't, that's fine. Just, you know, lurking in chat, watching some of these streams, sharing it, telling you, talking to people about it. You know, though I talked to my family about it, even though they don't understand what Twitch is uh, for the most part. Uh, if you, again, if you find a charity that you think um, is a better fit for you personally and you want to work with them, by all means, go and make it happen. Um, we we are people, we all need help. Um, and as Deej, one of the community managers now in a higher position, I can't remember exactly, at Bungie, um, said just before the, their block started, um, remember, remember to be excellent to each other because that's, that's all we have. Just, you know, all of us on this world. Um, all right, enough of the uh, the mushy stuff. Time to get uh, emotionally upset on a different scale. Hey, um, great! This is an area of expertise I can totally understand. Uh, Tyler, how, how do you how do you feel about this? Uh, we should talk about what it is first before we start to go into our touchy feely uh, emotional moments here. All right, so Tyler, do you want? Because I've been talking for so long, do you want to open up with this? Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on here? Absolutely. So. People have been very excited, especially after E3. Nintendo showed, yeah, even more footage about Pokemon Shield and Sword. You know, everybody's happy. Cool. You know, more Pokemon stuff. We've been eating it up. It's coming out this year. Uh, however, there is one very minor detail that people have been getting very upset over. Uh, as uh, Masuda pointed out, the uh, person in charge of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, we knew at some point we weren't going to be able to indefinitely keep supporting all the Pokemon. He said this at an interview to uh, uh, U.S. Gamer E3. Thank you, U.S. Gamer, for this. And then uh, thank you to the article of VG247. Uh, we just found out Sword and Shield would probably be a good point to go back and reevaluate what would be the best selection of Pokemon that appealed to the widest audience while keeping into consideration the balance of the battle system. The problem that people are rising that he is addressing, if you want to call it a problem rather than just a decision with a lot of backfire, is they are not going to support the national Pokédex in this game for Pokémon Sword and Shield. Uh, they're going to retain and just uh, refer to what is known as a regional dex, which means any Pokémon that you catch in the game is going to be the only Pokémon you'll have access to. Uh, any other outside Pokémon from different games you will not be able to use for ban battle mechanics. There's over 800 Pokemon. I'm pretty sure it now pushing it close to a thousand at this rate, depending on how many they introduce. But uh, you're only going to be able to access uh, so many in this game. So, right. Uh oh. For people that have living dexes, I'm so sorry, Nick. Well, I mean, specifically talking about the living dex, it's not in. I didn't think of it as an issue because I, I have no problem just finding out what the national decks uh, the national decks numbers are and then organizing them accordingly in the in Pokemon home hmm. um, that didn't seem like such a big issue for me in terms of collecting them all um, and as I guess what people are upset about is the fact that they can't bring the Pokemon they want whenever they want whichever pokemon they want and they made this change visually at least in sun and moon if anybody either didn't realize or doesn't remember where in prior games up until x and y um um in x and y which is generation six uh up until then you could when you beat the game the your pokedex would get upgraded Right, and then it would go from the regional decks to include, and you can choose between the regional and the national decks, and it would have all the Pokemon in the correct order and like the full the full list, and you could complete it accordingly. Whereas with Sun and Moon, that wasn't the case. The Pokedex would only stay in regional decks form, 
And so I don't know if that was a foreshadowing or a precursor to the kind of things that they wanted to change, but that didn't stop you and Sun and Moon from bringing in Pokemon from other generations. Um, they say it's for balance. They say it's to uh, uh, because there's too many Pokemon. They had to choose. There's not enough time. Um, they didn't want to worsen the work conditions for their developers, which I can respect. I particularly don't know how to feel about this because I'm not a video game developer. Um, I certainly do not use every single Pokemon. So even if my favorite Pokemon didn't make it into it, I start the game off all the new games using only regional Pokemon, new region Pokemon. That's that's a hard and fast rule I've always followed. Right. Um, also, I don't see what's stopping Nintendo from putting out patches that adds in the regional Pokedex in chunks. Well, I guess the, the, my first big question which is more rhetorical than not, is uh, what is our closest access to the resources of 3D models of Pokemon? It would probably be Pokemon Sun and Moon, wouldn't it? Uh, the, uh, the only exception would be Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which only has like the first 150 and all that. I think uh, I think X and Y also, I think, upscale to full-on 3D models. I guess my uh, point is, I don't know what those 3D models looked like uh, before they scaled it for the 3DS, but if right. they, they were to use that for the Switch, I feel like that'd probably look horrific. Now, how much time would it take for them to make 3D models and animations and all that for each of those Pokemon? You know, mostly from scratch, not really, because they, you know, they obviously got their own reference points. Uh, probably a long time. I mean, doing, uh, I would say almost 500 of those would probably take a lot of time. Um, as no, as far as I know, Game Freak themselves don't make the 3D models. Uh, the 3D models have been outsourced to a different company called Creature Inc. At least according to Let's Go. Really, I didn't know yeah. that. That's actually that's actually an interesting fact. Um, now, at least according to Let's Go, it's mentioned in the credits that Creature Inc. had done the th Pokemon 3D models. Now I'm wondering if they're trying to save. I mean, oh no, they said the reason here, you know, for battle system and mechanics and all that stuff. Maybe they're afraid that there's a new mechanic in the system that's just going to get broken because of the use of certain Pokemon or that they just don't want to account for every single thing that they add to the battle system. What if what if that's and I'm just trying to think of all like I'm I'm not as upset as I've seen a lot of people upset over the last week and a half. And I've been following, I believe his name is Joe Merrick on Twitter, who is the creator and curator for Cerebi.net. Um, and he's been in my opinion a voice of reason and since he's like he's clearly stated that he's not happy with the decision but he's gonna wait and give it time and see what happens because they've done it before where they've patched things into the game post-launch um and people have called him out for being a shill and that he's being paid by pokemon because he's not as upset as he as they are and so i'm like you really can't win with the internet some days when he's just trying to be reasonable because no. like all of us we're all just excited for the game regardless because of the kinds of environments that we can traverse so you know fighting on twitter and on facebook it's like debating something with a <laughs> drunk anonymous person it's, it's just you could do it if you want just know that you're gonna be just as much of a shitlord as whatever goon has their opinion set in stone in front of you I think I just get annoyed when people uh, are doing the opposite. Like, if you have feelings about the national decks not being in the game, then you're just you're just a problem. You need to go away. You need to rethink your life. It's like, okay, sure, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you, and you're not. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, it's fine to have opinions about things, um, but like, especially like, there, there's no need to 
attack each other over it. Um, sure, you might not be happy, but I think approaching, especially with with video games, and let's talk specifically about video games. And this has been the conversation between um, uh, that streamers have tried to push when it comes to um, players giving feedback to Bungie. They're like, listen, if you're in the developers' mentions 24 hours a day, seven days a week, calling them a piece of shit for changing something or doing something a specific way, they're probably not going to listen to you. But if you were to present an argument in a logical, reasonable, calm manner and ask them a question or give them a specific feed of, uh, piece of feedback, they're more likely to listen, listen and respond, which is the same, same thing here. I think just you know instead of like uh, bur trying to burn game freak down <laughs> just kind of like listen hey buddy i'm not happy with this why'd you do this there's two things i noticed that there was a uh, distinct lack of i'm hoping you uh, tell me otherwise uh the first one is i've never seen any mega evolves i feel like uh, the focus is on the dynamax evolving if you want to call it that which uh, I think is actually a good thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like my Mega Evolves because they look cool as shit and all that stuff. But it looks like they already have a system where they're just going to make Pokemon super big and beefy and cool looking and doing, you know, Mega Attacks. So do we need it? I mean, it would be cool. That was you know, how the last meta, meta of the battle system worked out is having a, you know, a Mega Evolve of uh, one of your Pokemon. Uh, the other thing is I haven't seen a Scizor yet, Nick. I'm scared. I'm getting scared. I I think it'll be fine. You, you I think, think there's gonna be scissor and uh, sword and shield. I yeah. I think because um, there seems to be a focus on steel types. Um, I think you'd be okay. And steel types are already in a minority. The nice thing is uh, scissor without mega evolving is considered the underused tier. Mm -hmm. So you know people can't yell at me you know saying oh you want scissor because it's you know in the overuse tier it's you know it's uh, meta and all that. It's like. Oh, I just like Scizor. Oh, yeah, I've seen people. I've seen people lose their shit over not being able to bring their dunce bars over. So, oh jeez. So <laughs> so you're fine. I think they'll be really like dunce bars. Yes. <laughs> um, in terms of mega evolution, <laughs> you know, where's my I, Mr. Mime? <laughs> where's all I the really, mime boys at? <laughs> Squirtle's gone. Um. I really enjoyed Mega Evolutions. I think I think as a mechanic, as a battle mechanic, um, because this was introduced in Generation Six. I think it was a fantastic addition to the games. Um, it you know it was a potential battle changer. Um, added for some unusual um, move sets on certain Pokemon because they were better move sets as the Pokemon like as a Mega Evolved version of that Pokemon. Um, uh, it involved for some unique strategies, uh, though I didn't get into the competitive side of uh, Pokemon games ever. But th at least that's what I was aware of, and a lot of people did enjoy uh, Mega Evolutions. But then, but then came Z moves in Sun and Moon, and that kind of like Z moves was... turned me off almost immediately. Like I used them during I, I like agree. the campaign, but I didn't mess with them. It's just like I, I agree. Okay, uh, and well. I think they were there to replace Mega Evolutions, I believe, or to like phase Mega Evolutions out. Um, and the lore that they came up with it was so. The, do you remember what the lore for Mega Evolutions were? Uh, they found a keystone that reacted with a special bracelet you found, but I don't, I don't remember. Like, uh, it released some kind of bond between you and your Pokemon or something like that. 
Yeah, so you, you and your Pokemon both have this uh, keystone or whatever, and then uh, and then they have the the gem that makes them evolve into a specific form, and then it it you know the stronger your bond was, the, the better the Mega Evolution or the stronger they would become or whatever, right? Same with Ash and Ash Greninja, um, and then the lore in Sun and Moon for Z moves was that Z moves with a specific gem or whatever you could channel your bond with your pokemon into a power because apparently mega evolutions hurt the pokemon no did they really this, say that something i i feel like i'm not being a liar here or i'm not okay. like i feel like i read something somewhere that said Tito's writing like, down viciously <laughs> like oh mm. mega evolution hurts the pokemon which is why we should probably use z moves more or at least that's the that's what it implied in terms of like oh it's like mega evolutions hurt pokemon and then they just does I think the evolution just evolving a pokemon hurt them i would imagine it's kind of like growing pains you kind of have to get used to your body a little bit when a Charmeleon has bones spring out of its back to form wings, does it, does it hurt? Oh, oh God, what the fuck is that? Is that why Charizard's always so angry? Um, I mean, maybe, but and I, I, I found it strange that they try to write off um, something innovative after, you know, five, six generations of core games. You know with mega evolutions and then they involve introduce z moves sun and moon in general was a questionable and, and including ultra sun and ultra moon it all of that in itself was very questionable in terms of writing in terms of uh setting in terms of gameplay um i really did not like that we lost our gyms and it seems we'll be going back to gyms now um we don't know if we're gonna get mega evolutions i'm just i'm just not saying anything until we actually play the game because I'd rather wait than talk shit, speculate, play the game and get disappointed um, even more. I'd rather just wait and see what happens. <laughs> I'm just reading like uh, information. The Oh, man. Uh, the, the Pokedex, uh, you know, having vicious things about the uh, Megaforms. Uh, like uh, in, there's a uh, Pokedex entries. It looks like for every uh, Pokedex entry of the Megaforms. Like a uh, Mega Lucario, there's one here that says it, read, uh, it readies itself to face its enemies by focusing its mental energies. Its fighting style can be summed up with a single word, heartless. And then uh, for this one, for Salamence, Mega Evolution feels its brutality and it may even turn on the trainer who raised it. It's been dubbed the Blood-Soaked Crescent. Oof. And the last one I'm going to read here is for Mega Aerodactyl. When it mega evolves, it becomes more vicious than ever before. Some say that's because its excess of power is causing it pain. Just damn, dude. Ah, oh, man. Sorry, it's just it. Like, they're, they're probably trying to make it sound like cool and emotional and stuff. Like, we're going to go Dragon Ball Z on all this shit. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we got 14 year old kids that, you know, like, hey, I come, my, my Aerodactyl, it's now start. Oh, it's in pain now. <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Do you give, uh, you know, you, you send uh, Mega Aerodactyl to a, a little uh, happy camp up north or something like that? Do they send it upstate to the ranch? Do they put send it the back into there? the ground? <laughs> uh, that's one way of putting it. Jesus. Back into a fossil. Um, what. How how are you a, feeling about Sword and Shield right now? Oh uh, man, uh, I'm excited at the idea that's going to be for the Nintendo Switch, but I think that's my main excitement right now. It's one of those things where I feel like it's going to be a, a good one to coast through, versus one that I'm super excited to play. 
I might just be growing out of it, Nick. I mean, at this point, I mean, that's a very fair thing to say that maybe this is, you know, I'm finally leaving the audience that this was intended for. Uh, but at the same time, I did enjoy Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and I've, I'm pretty sure I played uh, a good majority of the Pokemon games uh, that came out in like the past three, four years. So honestly, even if I don't think it's the best fucking you know game on the planet, it's still going to be a good game, I'd like to think. Uh, it's, but it's, it's nothing for me to get super hyped over, I'm sorry to say. Right. I'm, I'm just excited because it's a core Pokemon game. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, it looks beautiful. I'm I'm very like I'm very like despite the whole national decks thing it and it hampering me being able to collect all 804 plus Pokemon in the game. I'm still I'm just excited that we're getting a new game. It's going to be on the Switch. Um, the worlds that they're building are beautiful. Um, it does what it looks like at least. It looks like there's an actual like Pokemon Trainer League because it was from some of the screenshots. You can see stickers of things that look like league badges, league uh, stickers. So mm. um, and like they even show the 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 first gym uh, gym leader in a stadium. Like you fight him in a stadium, and if the you big watch leafy the trailer. Boy? Yeah, the big leafy boy. And if you watch the thing as the match is starting, there's a drone that flies around that's capturing and recording live footage for whatever. And oh, yeah. so, so I'm excited for the possibility of the world that they've built. Uh, there, there have been some reports that Nintendo was a little bit rushed. Sorry, uh, Game Freak was a little rushed to put this game out, which might explain some of the issues maybe that's part of why they had to cut down the pokedex and why the trees look like the trees from you know fucking early 2000s have you seen that meme i i didn't get a good look at it but that's fair it probably they probably have twilight princess trees <laughs> which is exactly what the article references that i found uh they look Wait. like twilight I'm not even kidding. Did, are like, you serious? They look, yeah, they look like Twilight Princess trees. <laughs> <laughs> um Despite Nintendo, all of that, you shouldn't be looking at the trees. You should be looking at the Pokemon. There ain't no Pokemon trees. Pokemon right in front of you. They'll come and get you. Better despite, watch out. Mm -hmm. Despite all of that, we we're going back to your standard battle of gym leader <laughs> fucking format. None of this uh, Nick in the chat bullshit. Yeah. His argument for the benefit of Game Freak, he says it's England, so the trees are older. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, that's the birthplace of civilization, if we're being completely honest. Uh, birthplace of a civilization. Let's not say all of it. Um, maybe this is like the first Pokemon world, and we just didn't get to explore it yet. Maybe. I would imagine if Game Freak were smart, Tyler, which yeah. I hope they are. Um, we'd have a few dragon variants. Ooh. You know, knights, dragons, castles. What, uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, dragon well, when variants? You hear, well, w w when you hear a, a dragon Pokemon, not variants necessarily, but when you hear about, you know, like older medieval stories and fantasies with knights and dragons and castles, they all tend to be based around the UK. Sure. Uh, now, I guess my big question is, uh, you know, my favorite type of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Is there a Pokemon that is, uh, there, I think there's one type of Pokemon that I know of that is, uh, Dragon and Steel. Uh. You know what it is? Palkia? Yeah. What's that? Palkia? Palkia is Dragon and Water. What are you doing? Okay, then it's Dialga. Mm, Dialga. 
Uh, the problem is that Diago's slow as shit and all that stuff, That's and true. you know, yeah. Roar of Time and all that really hits good, but I haven't seen a very good Steel Dragon Pokemon in a very long time, man. I'd, I'd be more than happy to take something like that. There aren't very many Dragon Pokemon to begin with. Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, if, if Game, Game Freak was smart, um, they'd, they'd throw in um, maybe one more dragon line than they normally do meaning that you have two dragon lines um heck maybe three if they're feeling uh you know a little adventurous i could see that i mean th when you think of dragon pokemon from the last one uh the two big ones i think of is komoo and then uh drampa and right. then i mean you, you got like alolan executor and all that stuff but you know those are the two like new ones that i think of yes. and i think those I are the only ones yeah I don't think of it, uh, that many other Dragon-type Pokemon, so I'm hoping... I feel like they're going to have fun with it. I think uh, this is going to be Year of the Dragon for Pokemon. Year of the Dragon. Year of the Keanu. What if Keanu Reeves is in Pokemon? I mean... <laughs> imagine... Hey, Tyler, can you even fucking imagine Keanu Reeves shows up as a final boss in Pokemon? Well, I mean, they revealed the. I was imagining him being the champion, but it's like, okay, well, no, the champion is some uh, hipster soccer guy. What happens if it's like, uh, I don't know, Team Sun or something like that, like the Team Rocket equivalent, and it's led by Keanu Reeves, like the model of Keanu Reeves, like they just use the face of like they don't talk, I don't think. So, you know, keep uh, talking to the minimum. Just have Keanu Reeves as fucking the leader of. Uh, team ye old rocket or something like that yeah we, so here's the problem we can't do that because that would mean it'd be an actual competent team for the first time that we might not be able to beat so Ooh, that would be scary huh yeah no that's a that's a no-no you can't have that happen it's like uh you use a bulbasaur and he sends out like a a Honduras or something like that it's, and a, it's you, a level 12 battle and he sends dog. out a mag mortar Oh, I was just thinking like he had a dog oh, or something like that. Oh, dog. Okay, yeah. And yeah, you shoot his dog, and then he just he sends himself into the battlefield. <laughs> Keanu sends out Keanu. Keanu used a pencil. <laughs> Super <Jesus>. effective. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a one-hit KO. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently the new team's called Team Yell. Wait, um, oh, did they reveal who the bad no, guys are? No, no, this is unconfirmed rumors from a source that I saw somewhere on the interwebs that's been pretty spot on for most things so far, but it's called Team Yell, maybe? Like, Y-E-L-L uh, Yell, or...? Apparently, uh, but I could be speculating and shit-talking, spreading rumors for no reason now. But, um, I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, we've got, like, actual stadium battles, uh, you know, open-world 3D environments to crawl through. Um, I'm more than happy, at least initially, with the national decks issue because I've always built my starting teams with teams that are from the region only, and that means I've done that even in Generation Five, Tyler. Hmm. Like I, I, I toughed it out. Like I, I made it happen. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Um, poor thing. <laughs> um, so the last thing about this whole national decks thing that I want to mention: Have you seen any of the memes with people trying to? Uh, disguise Pokemon as as some of the newer ones. What do you mean disguise Pokemon? So I think it, uh, I'd have to find it. Like I'll see while I'm talking if I can find a source to share with you. But basically, the idea is because um, um, it, people are calling this the 
Dexit, um, you know, in relation to Brexit, uh, with, with Pokemon being cut out of it, uh, of the of the national decks or the lack of a national decks, and so I'm trying to see if I can find this. Hang on, but basically you'll have people, and this has been I've been seeing this on Reddit, where like, hey guys, don't mind my. Uh, don't mind my grookie, and it will be like an apom painted like with the colors of a grookie. You know, Jeez. like they're getting through a border. It's like don't, nothing to see your officer, just getting my grookie through. Or like a Rudigon painted as a Charizard. Oh, so basically like putting cartoon mustaches on them so they can get their Pokemon yeah, yeah, over yeah. the border. Yeah, because we know uh, Charizard's <laughs> going to be in the games. Uh, that's been confirmed. Yeah, we, we saw it with the champion, yeah. Yeah, so we know his line's gonna be there. So people are like, "Yeah, don't mind, don't mind my." There was one with uh, Rayquaza, uh, Rayquaza's face on a Wulu. <laughs> it's like not to see her, we're just me and my Wulu just back from a trip, bro. Uh, let's see, uh, Charizard Y is a fire dragon, isn't it? Wait, do um, no, I'm sorry, neither of them turned into dragon. I'm getting mistaken with I think Gyarados. No, Charizard X turns into fire dragon. Does it really? Yep. Charizard X turns into Fire Dragon. Okay, just making sure. Uh, I I think that's no, they're not going to introduce uh, Mega Evolve, so I guess that wouldn't make sense. Most likely, we are not going to see any new Mega Evolutions. Um, the other one that that was a Dragon Mega Evolution was um, Sceptile. Yeah. Sceptile was Dragon uh, Grass. Do you see the Rayquaza on the Wulu? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, I'm I'm excited regardless. It is a Pokemon game. We talk a lot about Pokemon. We used to have Pokemon Go Minute that would go on for 20 fucking minutes. This was in the early days of Casual Master Quest. Mm. Uh, so we are Pokemon fans, and so we're just going to wait and see until November hits. In the meanwhile, I'm going to be playing a bunch of Crash. Tyler's going to challenge me and lose. Not really, he's probably going to kick my ass. No, I'm um, going to lose because uh, I don't know how to properly uh, drift yet. So if you take me on this weekend, you might have a chance. It's 50-50. Uh, time to get my win in now. Punch below the belt. Might as well. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be playing a bunch of Destiny 2. Um, I'm going to see if I can... I Tyler, should I... Do you think... Should I Should I, Should I? I play Borderlands 3? At, at, at <laughs> oh, I was say, why are you asking me, dude? Because I don't care for it, but I'm like, well, I'm going... Would it would why wouldn't I play Borderlands 3? Uh, if the wait is over two hours long, I would say head off, but the opportunity presents it, you know itself to you. I'd say why not, right? That's fair, that's what I thought too. Let's uh, the plan is really there's a bunch of there's two people in specific, uh, that I'm gonna be going, and then they're like, listen, uh, my, my friend was telling me his name is Coma, he's like, all right, listen. I'm just really planning on spending time with, with, with my girlfriend and you. And I'm like, all right, dude, sick. And he's like, we're just going to be drinking constantly. I'm like, all right, sounds good. He's like, I got your back. I'm like, all right, sounds good. He's like, so if you swing, I swing. I'm like, listen, I'm not swinging. Unless somebody swung first, then I'll swing. He's like, all right. then So that's that's what's happening. If we have time to play Borderlands, I'll play Borderlands. You know this is how World War One started, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, time to start a fucking <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's all right, uh, Mr. FBI guy. Uh, we're just we're just talking about drinking, being idiots. To don't 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 mind me. I was gonna say the uh, the FCI, the uh, Federal Canadian Investigations, <laughs> called uh, uh, the CIC or CSIS, I think. CISIS? Well, that sounds uh, too close. Uh, C no CCIS, I think they're called. Ah, Canadian okay. 
Central something. I don't know. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Sorry. You just got flagged, sir. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been flagged since the moment I got here, but for other reasons. Um, but yeah, that's the show. That's yeah. that's episode 55. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you? Well, I'd like to talk about the uh, games that are going to be coming out this week and uh, the stay in gaming. Oh, right. I completely forgot that we had to do those. Uh, sorry. I yeah. Oh, no, do you want to skip it? We can... No, we're not. No, I, I because there's something. Important you you spent 15 minutes on this. Uh, <laughs> I know um, you don't want to skip this. I'll I'll talk about the games uh, sure. coming out. Do you want to talk about the uh, games of this day in gaming? Because there's some important ones for you. There's at least one important one in here for you. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's see it. Um. All right, so starting June 24th, we've got Heavy Rain, a David Cage special coming out on PC. Which is um, weird, because you would have thought it came out on PC already, but I guess not. Uh, I was looking into this. Heavy Rain came out in 2013, right? Uh, way back no. then. That's uh, I think sooner than I even... I'm going to say... <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, we're getting a nine-year-old game on PC, June 24th. We've David got Cage ran out of uh, Detroit Become Human money. He's got to print them bucks. <laughs> He spent it all on his next big game, very much like um, Hideo Kojima. So they must be working together on something. Um, so the next game. Careful what you wish for there, buddy. <laughs> Bloodstained Ritual of the Night coming out June 25th on the Switch. Um, it is, uh, what does it say here? It's a Metroidvania video game developed by Artplay and published by 505. Yep. Um, this Looks is one of those uh, super successful Kickstarter stories of people who wanted to make Castlevania games, but just you know, didn't like the way that it was going with uh, Konami. I, is it no Capcom? Capcom, I think, makes Castlevania, right? Yes. It, wow, that was confidence right there. Uh, Konami. Ha, okay. I was right the first time. Yes. Don't worry. It's okay. Exit out. My bad. <laughs> Um, next, we've got Samurai Showdown coming out June 25th, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it is a fighting game series. Started on the SNK and arcades. Um, and I guess we've got a remastered version out. Uh, the next, we've got The Sinking City, June 25th, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I've not uh, heard of either of these games before. Thinking City. Uh, I've not heard about Samurai Shodan. The Sinking City is an upcoming adventure, action adventure, mystery horror video game. So, oh boy, I love mystery horror adventure games. Developer Frogwares, publisher Big Ben Interactive. Um, so, if I you need like, a horror game, Nick. Uh, it's inspired by the works of horror author H.P. Lovecraft. So, I don't know. Maybe you want to look into this. Uh, I was thinking more like Luigi's Mansion Three, but sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, don't you mean Guiji's Mansion? I'm not playing second player, fool. Why not? Well, I mean, see. look, Luigi's always been player two. Tonight he's player one. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we've got... Luigi. Luigi, what's this? Ooh, what's uh, this? Uh? <laughs> Um, Super Neptuna RPG coming out June 25th, PS4, Switch, and PC. I'm sure this uh, is a sequel to one of the many Hyper Neptunia uh, games that have been coming out like over the years. Seems like it. Um, it's, it's like, as far as I can tell, it's you know, a super anime RPG style game. That's exactly what it looks like. Um, 
Next on the list is F1 2019, June 28th, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, racing style. It's a, it's a racing game. The Formula One racing game. So Wait, are you just are you trying to give it? Are you trying to give it some shade just because it's a racer game? No, I'm just, I was just trying to describe it. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I can't say anything else except for the fact that it's a racing game. Because yeah, Formula One. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Super Mario Maker Two, June 28th, Nintendo Switch. Um, mm. A lot of people are excited. A lot of people are a little upset because you can't play online with your friends. But Nintendo has announced that they will be adding online functionality later, which is very unusual for Nintendo. Yeah, for fucking sure. It'd yeah. be nice if they sent it to the Mario Party. It would have been nice if they sent it a little bit more properly to the Splatoon. It would have been nice if they sent it to... Ah, oh, shit, there was another game. Yeah, I don't remember. Whatever. Fuck them. Well, Dennis. Mario Maker, June 28th, Switch. Um, Tyler, this day in gaming. Take us through this list. Sure. Today's date, if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out, is June 24th. Oh, Nick's also pointing out Mario Tennis Aces. But I did say tennis. That's the very end there. Right at the end there, yeah. June 24th, 2019. I would like to say happy birthday to the Kerbal Space Dope program, whose uh, this version of the game came out for the PC this day in 2011. Happy 8th birthday. Uh, happy 10-year uh, anniversary to the fact uh, EA announces to restructure Mythic Entertainment and Bioware into a new RPG MMO group, which uh, is interesting. Yeah, um, uh, Myth- Mythic Entertainment made uh, the Dark Age of Camelot. It was a um, MMORPG from 2001. Um, and then then they were bought uh, up. <laughs> yeah. And Bioware, I, I don't know any games that Bioware made. <laughs> Bioware. <laughs> have have oh, you never heard of Mass Effect, Tyler? Have you never heard of the Destiny Killer Anthem that only has 100 concurrent viewers on Twitch on a daily basis that's shadowed by Destiny 2? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, yeah. I've heard of the blue boobies, okay? You don't have to give me <laughs> give me crap for this. Um Yeah. Uh same day, uh Zenimax Media also bought uh ID or ID software. Uh apparently you just call see. it ID software. Yeah, I know. It's weird because it's I, very I, weird. I I just read it as ID. Yeah, it, but they call it ID for some reason. But every yeah. time people say in a podcast, it just it throws me off. Um uh, I would also like to note because I did some a little bit of digging. Zenimax Media is just a holding company for all the other, all the other sh- like just a whole bunch of things. And so Zenimax, if you think that name sounds familiar, Zenimax Online specifically make the Elder Scrolls Online. Hmm. I was thinking of Zenimax as the company that was suing against the Oculus Rift because uh, there was a whole debacle that uh, led to a lawsuit launched by Zenimax. Either that would make sense. Or- or it was either by or against them. I wonder if Zenimax was the company that was making the Oculus before it got sold over to Facebook. Um, that would make sense. I, I think it was against. Uh, it was an argument over uh, intellectual property because mm-hmm. one of the members from Zenimax or Zenimax Online, one of the board members of CEO, actually left to join Oculus. So, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, it was Zenimax versus Oculus because uh, they took a bunch of code, I believe, and that led to a uh, intellectual software theft argument. So, I just typed the words Zenimax lawsuit, and a lot of things popped up, apparently. Uh, a lot of uh, Zenimax uh, lawsuit, Fallout 4, Zenimax lawsuit, Facebook, Zenimax lawsuit, Oculus. 
They really love sending out lawsuits. Good on them. So I mean, coming out company tied to Bethesda, what did you expect? That that's fair. 2005, making this game 14 years old, coming out on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Happy 14th birthday to destroy all humans. Nick, I'm assuming you had a uh, good connection with this game? No, I just put it in there because I know we're getting a remaster. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I feel like that's significant. We're getting a remaster. So I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks to Konami, and I'd like to thank Hideo Kojima, it is now the 20th birthday of Metal Gear Solid, officially. It came out uh, this day 20 years ago for the PlayStation over in Japan. Uh, it did come out uh, about, uh, I think, it came out in September, uh, like September 3rd or something like that, same year of 1999 for the American audiences, but this is the day that it came out for Japan. Nice. And, what? No, like, it's it's fucking 20 years that's awesome yeah it's been 20 years since Metal Gear Solid came out to the world and on the same exact day also in Japan uh some people might scoff but I still want to give it some love Apescape came out for the PlayStation Japan so happy 20th birthday to Apescape man Apescape was fucking good it, it was so janky but it was still fucking good anyways Nick, I've had the pleasure oh well it's on the playstation 4 there's uh remakes not remakes but there's ports that you can get of it uh nick you asked me this question earlier but i'll let you know now you can find me on twitter at two times tyler all letters all one word two times tyler what about you nick you can find me on twitter instagram and on twitch at instagram you can find me on twitter twitch and instagram at lr warrior 11 um you can find the show casual master quest on Facebook and Instagram by just searching in Casual Master Quest. You can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Um, these are the different ways, the myriad of ways that you can contact us, harass us, yell at us, talk talk to us about your video games, suggest things to us, send us hate mail, send us love mail. We're going to appreciate it no matter what because we need just to talk to people that's that's all we ask for um but beyond that tyler do you have anything any any last words to to share unfortunately we did not get a uh, good conversation going on with uh mrs since she is married now aviano ermin aka the person from portugal who now lives in spain who is dying of some kind of horrible disease that god cannot save her from according to her and she needs money so uh we'll try to give her a contact to see if we can help her out next week but no other than that i think that's it god bless miss aviano um i hope mrs aviano sorry she's i hope she's doing well i hope uh, she's not struggling too hard um because she is quite weak even sending us uh, her i wonder how the husband's it. doing in all of this i'm really concerned she's never mentioned him at all um but and, uh, why would we even, why would you even assume if, if she has a husband tyler that's fair. No, this was 2019. <laughs> she didn't say that she got married to a husband. She just changed her uh, her prefix. Well, I figured at this point, the argument was that she got married over this time, and then she announced that we're pretty much so close as family that we should help her, that she married to her, or married herself to us. So, so we are her husband collectively? I guess uh, we are the husbands of the scam. I'm down with that. Okay. Uh, like I can get behind that. Okay. Yeah. So fair. does that make us brother-in-laws at this point? I think we're brother-in-laws. Or are we? Are we each other's cuckolds? Or stepbrothers? Step yes. Brother cuckolds. I don't know. 
strange interesting anyways that was that's tyler uh this is me nick uh, that was casual masquerade episode 55 it's been a pleasure we'll see you next week um and don't forget to never stop the grind you better step away from my spanish sweetie you side hoe you no also nick in the chat says that we're also technically married now <laughs>